Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. FM 104's Strawberry Alarm Clock with Jim Jim and Nobby. What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, the 17th of December, 2020. And this is the podcast. And in uh, featuring in this podcast today, you will hear all the bits and pieces. If you are a motorhead, petrol head... Motorhead, uh, Petrohead, like yeah. my colleague here, then you're in for a treat because we have everything Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, James May related speaking to their motoring hero, Nobby. <laughs> and, uh, so you'll well, hear all that today on the podcast. Um, yeah, like uh, we had lots of people uh, chatting, chatting in about it and um, I asked them, especially Hammond, what's his favourite hot hatch? So if you're into them. Hot hatch, is that a sandwich, is it? It's a sandwich. It is a sandwich. Uh, mine would be cheese and ham. Um, actually, there is a hot hatch on my way home. There's a there's a hatch at the side of a pub. Oh yeah, what comes out of it? Pints? I don't know whether it's pints or sandwiches or soup or whatever it is, but there's always a queue of people who look like they're from offices waiting for. Something do they look that, happy when they're queuing up? They do. Pints? No, no, I've never seen pints being consumed, so I don't know what it is. You're just doing a drive by, there, aren't you? Yeah, but sometimes if I'm driving home and I'm hungry, I think, oh, there's a hatch selling something there. Mm. Mm, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird one. I like when I'm going to different parts of Dublin that I don't know and I type into Google, lunch near me, and oh. then it'll suggest places and you can then browse like where it's really good for a sandwich and you can see people have left reviews on TripAdvisor or whatever. Oh, I just don't know if you can believe them. But yeah. uh, like I did it only a few weeks ago and I stopped off where somewhere I'd never stop off. You probably know very well. The end of the... If you turn left, you'd go to, I think, Monkstown. But just in the corner, there's a place called the Butler something. It's a little tiny shop in the Butler's corner. Butler's Pantry. That's it. Oh, yeah, there's a few of them. I'd never been in this one before. And Google brought me there. And Google what'd get, also... What you get in the Butler's Pantry? Uh good. Some sort of chicken sandwich, I think. Oh, yeah. Nice coffee. I didn't get a coffee. Oh, their coffee's rock and roll. I was in a hurry. But also, the other thing that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm generally, I'm pro-Google, um, although they do, again, they don't probably get the grief that Facebook and stuff gets, but they follow you too. Mm. The other day, I was, I think I actually showed you, it was a map and it said, you are parked here. And I was like, but I didn't even ask you, where was I parked? <laughs> yeah. You know? It's weird, isn't it? They're Hold watching on. you and everything. I'm a bit concerned. I haven't got anything for my missus. Nothing. And I keep telling her, I have nothing for you. And she goes, yeah, well, I have nothing for you. And she goes, look, I don't care. It's this year. I don't care. 
You know I, all those things women say. I know, I know. And I said, look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let the day go with nothing. Because there's a thing she wants, and I can get it for uh, like uh, you after get Christmas. Her a Dyson one year. No, I didn't. I know someone who got. Their I business. went to talk to. Uh, I was going to buy. She wanted one, and yeah. I was in Arnott's. We did a show in Arnott's, and I spoke to this lovely Italian girl saleswoman, and she was brilliant. And she, I was going, oh, it's very expensive. And she was going, this is why it's good and you should have this. And what kind of floors do you have and all this? And I said, oh, do you know what? Okay, yeah, okay, you've sold it to me. Okay. I'll take one. And she goes, okay. And you can see her going off and she comes back, I'm so sorry, we're sold out. Oh. And I said, well, I'm not coming back. I'm not going on a, on a waiting list. And she, <laughs> she put so much time and effort into doing it. She had me and she was brilliant. And she just... Oh man, I was gutted for her. She was putting a little ring around the box for her commission. Her mark. commission, yeah, and, and then she, realized she watched me. I waved at her as I went up the escalator. I was like, "Sorry, bye." Dyson, of course, who've given up on making an electric car. They were trying to make one, and then they decided, "Ah, oh, you're grand. It's See, too expensive." If you love the car chat, Nobby's full of the car chat with well, the the lads coming up in later in the podcast. Just trying to put a more interesting spin on Dyson. Although they are like, they're just a thing that everyone wants. They're those ones that you hang up to charge. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They are kind of sexy, like. Well, I'm uh, I'm not a fan. Right. We have one. Oh, so you got one in the end. I got one as a as a. Oh, well, here here's the perfect review. Why aren't you a fan? I got one as a, uh, as a, as a moving in present. Does the battery go like they said it would? Uh, what do they say it would? You know the way it's a lithium ion battery in them, so the same way your phone over time won't charge as you know it'll won't last as long. I've never it's never lasted long enough to do anything I've ever wanted to do wow and I and and you know she loves it and she's going oh yeah well, it's just not charged it's never charged so it, like, <laughs> why you know, don't you charge it yeah there's a cobweb you get half the cobweb and <laughs> I was like what's is this thing I gone again wrong with that it's not is this thing gone again oh, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> is it connected to a plug yeah that's brutal yeah so uh, <laughs> plug me in baby <laughs> Like, put it this way, if it broke, I wouldn't ever buy one again. Okay. Sorry. Today's today's also the day, speaking of broke, broken hearted, that uh, it's the the morning after the Spurs-Liverpool game. Oh, for God's sake. And if you're not, if you don't remember, you definitely remember, uh, it ended 2-1. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. But it was a very good game, I mean. It was. Now, in fairness, you were very lucky to have survived. And to to have won, you were very lucky. It should have been a draw, really. Yeah, I think a draw would have been... I I actually thought at about the 60th minute I was going to text you and pod you saying this is a one-all draw written all over it. And then... Harry Kane just wasn't on form. He hit the woodwork. Son was... Son's amazing. But, like... See this pace of that guy. But when you look at the greats, the Chelsea's and stuff, and how it can just go weird, and Man United... Like, Spurs really deserve um, a bit of praise at the moment for what's going on. Yeah, they're doing very well. It's like somebody else's team. When I hear on the news, well, they're not leaders anymore, but when they were saying at the, the top of the table, it's like, that's, they're really talking about Spurs. That's, that's just weird for me. That's me. That's me, that is. That's me, up there. So, not only that, not only will you have the lads from the Grand Tour, all three of them talking to Nobby. That's you'll, out now, by the way. They brought it out a day early. You'll also have Amy and Brian's Tea Party, which is a little game that we made up from some audio footage that happened um, uh, sort of off air. And At home with the O'Driscolls. Yeah, and they were talking about tea. And we said, you know what? People love tea. People love Brian and Amy. Let's do a little quiz about what they were saying about their tea. So you'll hear our intro. You'll hear the answers. That's all on the way as well. Something um, that everyone can relate to because it's, it's tea. And, yeah. and it's Brian and Amy. 
So that's all on the way in the podcast. Inclu- and uh, Instagram is here, a uh, contestant who had 10 out of 10 when he was supposed to play before a couple of months ago. Today he got his chance. Did he get 10? We'll find out. Uh, just back to the presents for a minute. So what are you going to do? I have no idea. Like, and it's starting to, like, the, we're talking seven days. It's Christmas Eve. I didn't get you, Anton. I don't even believe that, for starters, when people say that. And then, no, it's grand with this year. I mean... <sighs> no, I, I, I get that. Like, we don't care. As long as, you know, everyone's... I know, I know. But the like, kids are okay and you can't, you know, everyone's happy on Christmas Day. And you can't be the guy who, who didn't. I mean, I, I, I kind of did that one year. There was something bought, but it was bought in October or something. And I was like, but we agreed that was the thing. We were using yeah. the money for this. But that clearly, I don't think that's just my house. No. So, uh, look, mean. ladies, if there's something that you think you'd love and you want to suggest something to me, Ask Jim Jim Nugent on Twitter. Will you just hit me up, and I'm just looking for perfume. a few ideas. Uh, yeah, well, I know, know I know which I know which perfume she likes. I've got that covered. I think she has perfume. So, well, the woman know. always has perfume. But vouchers is just it's it's you've great. Done that, you've done. Who that. doesn't like vouchers? Like who doesn't want? Uh, one year, I, I gave a present of a load of five. Do you know on TV shows when you see a load of money in an envelope and you think, oh, I'd love that envelope. Yeah, I got. I got a, a nice bit of money, and I could, but I got I got it in fivers from the bank. So the 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 envelope was really fat. Okay. So I gave her money, but it was like a big wadig fivers. She yes, l- they were talking about hat fishing. This is kind of cash fishing. No, it's like no, but she knew. So she was like, "Oh, this is brilliant!" Like she was, she was chuffed with this. It lasted ages. Yeah, but your head might think it's an envelope of fifties, and then when you open it, it's all fivers. I know, yeah, but like it was, it was just it was more of a fun Still thing. Still thing, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I don't want to do cash. Don't want to do vouchers. Bag, bags, always good. Oh, she's she's bags. I don't know. What about uh, what about some nice runners for walking? Yes, well, she has mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she has uh, her runners that she uses for walking are getting a bit like. But that's the one. That's the one, yeah. But like, I'm looking for something a bit more than something functional, you know. Ah, yeah, but Here's runner, some runners no, and some. No, but the ni- nice runners. Get her like a pair of Asics from. Don't make the mistake of going to the place I did because it took six days. Click and collect my. Ah, you, won't get it, you won't get that before Christmas. No, if you. Uh, well, I don't know if they're busier now, but everyone was messaging us in on the show when I mentioned this and Lifestyle, who are Irish. Uh, you could order the next. You had it the next day. Yeah, that's that was back in the summer though. This is no, it was only three or four weeks ago. Was it okay? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I might give them a shout then. Something nice with like nice laces on it and a bit of a reflectory bit of the back. Yeah, but something as well though. You know, you, she her family do this thing where they give all each other loads of little things. Yeah, there's a cap of seventy quid in my house this year for that. But like they never, it's never one big thing. It's always like a bag of stuff, like loads of stuff, and it could be like. Chocolates and perfume and yeah, that's nice. That's slippers nice. and whatever, just loads a of gear. A cover for your phone. She's used to that. She likes that. So, mm. girls, you see this. This is we are I expressing the thoughts that are going on in many maids' heads yes. this time of year. They're just not saying it. We're saying it. It is extremely difficult. Hit me up, girls. This is my hour of need. You know, podcast of need. Make me come off smelling the roses on Christmas morning, please. Did you send your hair off yet? No. <laughs> okay <laughs> I promise though Yeah 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 I promise I will I'll Like uh, when we do the podcast tomorrow I'll have posted Okay Promise Alright Okay I will ask Tune in on Friday to see if I stand by that <clears throat> Anyway enjoy the podcast Talk to you tomorrow 
strawberry alarm clock at 7 4 10 past 8 qualifying question is up on the instant stories this morning it may be about a certain match last night and if you know the answer you get in the chance of winning 1000 euro in about 5 minutes time there a match last night was there a grand a Christmas yeah yeah Spurs uh, were playing against Spurs were playing were they who were they playing uh, Liverpool oh right yeah. Yeah, yeah didn't hear about it I won't ruin the ending for you Jim I don't no, I haven't recorded no Okay, so uh, I don't know where that's playing from now. Oh man, dear Santa, please, please, can we have? I don't know where that's playing from. Let me check. Still playing, still playing. From where? We, wa- uh, <laughs> we want to play a good game with you. Uh, it's called at home with the O'Driscolls, and basically how the game will work is: last week we were interviewing Brian O'Driscoll, and we were just having the you, when you're getting set up, you're having how are you lads, how's it going, yeah, are you busy, all that, you know that kind of small talk. It's, it's like when you meet someone in a lift, you do that before you get ready for the interview, just to kind of set the scene, show them that you're not, a, we're not you're not bad people. We'd obviously met Amy a good bit, we'd never met Brian before. So I can uh, bring you some uh, some questions about what we were chatting about. And if you get the three answers correct, you will get a strawberry alarm clock cuddle mug. Tell you what, we'll even give you two, seeing as it's uh, a pair. It's, okay? it's Christmas time, yeah, because it's Brian and Amy, so you, you know it's only right. Okay, so okay. here is. <laughs> There's nothing on the keyboard, is there? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so here are the questions. Right, here are the questions. So we're chatting to uh, Brian and Amy about tea. Just hit cancel. Hit cancel. Okay. Yeah. And the question one is. What type of tea do the O'Driscolls drink? So it's uh, Brian and Amy. What's their favourite brand of tea? It's one of the two big ones in this country. What does Amy do when she's making tea that she insists on doing? She's making tea. So it's like an old school thing she does. And the third question is, what kind of water is forbidden when it comes to tea? In Brian and Amy's house. Would you say it's like it's like a technique or something? Else. Yeah. So there's what kind of tea do they drink? What does Amy do to, when she's making tea that she insists upon doing? It's an essential part of the tea making process. And what kind of water do they is forbidden? We're not on yet. We're not on yet. So this no, is we're when we're chatting to them. How are you doing? We're good. Are you just about to start? Yeah, we're just. Can I make a cup of tea then? Is that right? Of course you can. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have just milk, <laughs> no sugars. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good. You're actually making a cup of tea? Yeah. All right. Sorry, it's not bad. Take your time. You've got about... How long does a kettle take to boil? <laughs> so you've got that long. What kind of tea bags do you use? Oh, good question. Oh, good question. So that's when we got to the nitty gritty. What kind of tea bags do they use? What does Amy do when she's making tea that she insists on? And what kind of water is forbidden when it comes to making tea? So it's basically us... Having a chat with Brian, he's on his laptop, Amy's in the background. We all start talking about tea for a second and we thought, why don't we do make a game out of it? So for two matching strawberry alarm clock cuddle mugs. That'll take a lot of tea. Give us those three answers, we'll bring you the answers in just a few minutes. What type of tea bags? What does she do? And a technique that they have in their house that's very important when it comes to... Yeah, what kind of water is not is water. forbidden when it comes to making tea? All answers on a WhatsApp postcard to 87 104 and we'll reveal in a minute. It's F104. A lot of you have been guessing about the tea. Now, there's one of these techniques that is quite unusual, Jim. I'd, n- I'd never... No. I know, I know some people that do this in case they, you know, even though it's only been five seconds, they'll do this again in case the water's cold. Right. But they're not doing it for that, re- that the Amy reason. Okay. 
Well, let's go back to uh, at home with the O'Driscolls. So and we started with the question of what what tea bag do you use? Yeah. What kind of tea bags do you use? Oh, good question. Let's get let's get Barry's. down to the gritty. Barry's. Okay. Well. Always Barry's. Always Barry's. Do you think that? But until you On tried. Already, which is not a good sign. The kettle is boiling, which is really serious. exciting news for everyone. For everyone. Where are you on the scolding of cups? <laughs> not for hygiene. It's just that it actually reta- retains the heat longer. So retaining the heat longer. So they scald Barry's the cups. scalding the cup was the second answer. And the third answer with the water? What, what would that be? I don't know about you as well, but stagnant water is a no-go in our Not house. Reboiled water. Oh no! Because it takes the oxygen out of the water, apparently. Reboiled, reboiled. I know. It's getting into honors tea making there now. (laughs) There's a very specific protocol to making tea in this house. Sounds like it. Okay, so we we set. There she goes. Amy's got got her cup of tea. Bye, Bye, Amy. Amy. Hi to the family. Off she goes. Hi to the family. So if you, uh, if one of you will find out who's the first was in with physics now, taking yeah. the Barry's tea, scald the cup, not pre-boiled. If uh, no, uh, double, no, they boil it twice. No, no, he said the pre-boiled uh, water is a no-go. He said, so it has to be fresh water every time. So how do you take the oxygen out then? He, he said the, the he said stagnant water. She said no. Pre-boiled, so it's pre-boiled water is a no-go when it comes to it. Enough, that Very serious. Tea. Amy takes her tea serious. Jesus, like yeah. The only thing we, we forgot to ask her was how long did she leave the tea bag in for? Oh that would have been the fourth well, next time. Whammy question. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're getting text now. You, 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 they're doing a quiz about you making tea. It's, on it's quite a strict regime. If nobody got all three right, we'll, we might accept two out of threes. We'll, yeah. we'll see. All right. We'll look, see who got closest. Yeah. Instagram will probably be easier than Amy Huberman's complex way of making tea this morning. That's on the way in a minute. FA 104's Instagram with cover in a click. Young driver car insurance specialists. See what you can save. Cover in a click.ie. 10 questions, 60 seconds, 1,000 euro. FM 104's Instagram. So this is very exciting, this contestant. Good morning, contestant caller. Darren from Kulak. Come hello, Darren. Good morning, lads. How thanks. Very, very good. good. Now, Crossy told me that you were a standby contestant a few months ago to play Instagram. And I was. I, I missed the call. You missed the call and the person who went on in your place, you got 10 out of 10 that morning. I did. I was, uh, I was kicking myself that oh. morning. <laughs> so you were. And how many do they, do they get? Um, I think it was eight or nine. They, they, they didn't win in any of that show. I made Gee, sure. <laughs> I did, strangely didn't. Did it involve uh, you shouting when you heard them? A few uh, swear words. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh man. So it's a good story. So now you got ten fresh questions. I've got your you, chance now. This is you. Pressure's You're on. on. Pressure's on myself. Now you know the rules, Darren. I do. No googling. No help. No messing. Give us a quick. Give us an answer right, for everything right. if you can. And uh, we have to do it in sixty seconds. Best of luck, man. The game begins in three, two, one. So be good for goodness sake is a line from which Christmas song? Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. How many nines are there in 99? (laughs) Eleven. How many lines are there usually in a knock-knock joke? Four. In the film E.T., what actress plays Elliot's little sister? 
Maggie Gyllenhaal. True or false? Amy Huberman and Brian O'Driscoll drink lion's tea. Very true. Oh no! (laughs) Think different is the tagline of what company? Think different. In text abbreviations, what does NSFW mean? No idea, lads. How many players are there on a rugby team? 15. What soap has a boozer called a Woolpack? Glenrow. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> And who played Wolverine in four X-Men movies? Hugh Jackman. Correct. I never heard of that pub. <laughs> oh, you have. The Wolfpack. The Wolfpack is in Emmerdale. Uh, oh, that's the one I couldn't think of. Hey, Wolfpack, I know it's the hangover. That's the Wolfpack. It's the Wolfpack. It's the Wolfpack. NSFW, not suitable or not safe for work. Ah, we like that today, so... So be good for goodness sake. Oh. You better watch out. Santa Claus is coming to town. Although Rudolph does have a very shiny nose. I'd say your face is red and shiny too at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Miami Sizzles heard this. Denise won't give me a... Let me away with that one, so... (laughs) Um, Knock, knock, Nobby. Who's there? I'm up. I'm up who? Ah, yeah. So there's five lines in a knock, knock joke. Normally. Uh, Drew Barrymore plays Elliot's little sister. She was only four in E.T. Of course, she's got a big chat show in the States now. I should have missed the the call today instead. (laughs) (laughs) Think Different is the tagline for Apple. It's written on all their things. Yeah, Written where, though? On all their products. Okay. On the back of everything you buy is is like, Think Different. On the boxes. Bad day. Bad day. It really was. It was just one of those ones where it didn't happen. Like I say, if you don't know them, you don't know them. What are we talking? Three. <laughs> Three. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, look. Third time lucky, Darren. We know oh, well. We know you have a ten in you, because you did it. Yeah. So, you know, I no shame it, there. Just I did it, not under pressure, though. Exactly. Just, just not today. Have a good day, Darren. No worries, lad. Thank Cheers, you very much. Cheers, dude. Thanks for playing F104's Instagram. Uh, we'll talk about it after seven, but... like, Oh, we'll talk about you now in ten, Jim. Oh, uh, but Jose, what he said to Klopp was ridiculous. Good. I'll talk I'm glad, about I'm glad you see it. Um, more good news for Laura. Uh, Laura. Laura Whitmore. Although Whitmore what's, yeah. Is she Laura Sterling now? Maybe she will she, be. I don't know if she took the name, but. They're with child. Yeah, she put up a picture of a baby growth. There's a baby on the way. So. She's had a busy few weeks, huh? Congratulations yeah. yesterday for getting married last month. Congratulations today for. Uh, for announcing. Little Bambino. Is that a shotgun wedding then? I don't know if people use those those no, kind I of think terms they might anymore. still do. Really? Uh, Liam Payne, who is used to people leaving the band that you're in, has sent West best wishes to uh, Jesse and the Little Mix girls. I wish Jesse all the best. I wish the girls all the best with carrying on as a three. It's a tough time, and my, my, yeah, I do feel for them because everyone's watching in that little fishbowl at the moment. Hello. Speed bump. He's like Gary Barlow's little son. He's much more interesting than Gary Barlow. Mm. Hello. Mm. Well, I uh, wanted to do a load of songs and the yeah. songs were like, uh, 12 songs, but then I had to take one of the songs off to make it 11 songs. Oh, shit. Whoa. Taskmaster comes to an end on Channel 4 tonight, and we'll find out who is crowned Series 10 champion. Podgy's a huge fan of this. Well, not so much this season, though. It paves the way for the New Year's special, which will see uh, non comedians take on Greg Davies and Alex Horn. 
And Greg says they've toyed with the idea for a while, but won't venture too far away from the funny people. I don't think we should jump straight into a political special, though. I, I think that would be a very bold move for us to have five politicians on. And, I, and, I, and I'm not sure I'd keep an even temper. You're cruising for a bruising. More people have now had a bit of a roast off Tom. Five people have walked off set. They're like, I'm not putting up with this crap from you. Don't care who you are. But he's the boss, isn't he? Uh, I don't know if he's the boss. He just has a voice, quite a powerful voice. A lot of people supporting him. Yeah, no, definitely. But some people said um, there has been there was tension on the set for quite a while, probably all because of this. And uh, he had another go with more people, and then five said, "Good luck to you." But he just wants to get the film made, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of more of a team talk. It's a bit lousy to record him. Yeah, I don't know if it was a team talk. <laughs> was it not a team talk? No. Was it not a sort of hey, everyone? I need to have a, this is a serious chat. I need to have with you. I'd say I say Jose's team talk at halftime was easier. Than that, that wasn't a team talk. Ooh. That was shouting at people, calling them mother effers, and and uh, yeah, you can't you can't say that. So HR, and he's not going to get sacked or anything. But five people have walked off. They said, "I'm not listening to this anymore." Good wow. And Simon Kell's back on the jet ski. He's not uh, going to the Isle of Man though. <laughs> uh, but after breaking his back or whatever he did, but after remember he fell off his bike, he's grand again. Somebody got in touch with the station. They've written a poem about the jet ski man. I we'll have to bring that to you after. Uh, no, we won't. I've read it. Six fifty-seven, two one. Up the dubs. If you're looking for a sci-fi binge, nobbers. Yeah. Um, and it's not even Podgy TV Guide yet. Then you need to check out Tribes of Europa. It's nearly here. Netflix have teased its newest TV series. Uh, it's going to arrive in the new year. It looks pretty cool, apparently. Tribes of Europa is set to be Netflix's next big sci-fi series. Set in the future, 2074. Probably there'll be electric, electric car chargers on all the roads. And uh, here is a trailer. Something is coming. Something dangerous. Voice mine cube. We don't know what it is, but it's a threat to all mankind. Also, past we Seth MacFarlane from The Family Guy is uh, said to be rebooting Revenge of the Nerds I don't know this Um, Is this a pre-Family Guy thing? No, no Revenge of the Nerds was an 80s comedy that he's a huge fan of I don't know it but he is a massive fan obviously and here he is in, in Family Guy's tribute to Revenge of the Nerds Clap your hands everybody and everybody clap your hands We are the cohort colonists and more the Jews Hey there We're out here on stage tonight to do a show for you We got Peterson on the violin and Quagmire and Joe will be joining in We got Stumpy Shemus on the lead guitar and he's gonna give you a great big Hilary Duff reveals the Lizzie McGuire reboot has been cancelled. <gasps> are you okay, Nobby? We are crying. We are and sobbing. Devastated. <laughs> uh, not really. Hilary Duff has broken fans' hearts around the world after confirming that the Lizzie McGuire reboot has been cancelled. Now, there's nothing worse than looking forward to something that's going to be released and then finding out it's not going to get know, released. The, the, you know, that is disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I found out about something I was looking forward to being released next year and I found out that it's, it's no longer happening. And oh. I was like, ah, 
Ah, oh, rats, I said. Rats. Rats, ew. Rats from the flats. Cardi B is worried. I can't really talk about this. Wet-ass pubs. I can't talk about it, no. Can't talk about it. What does she say? It's all probably in her Insta story, no? Don't know. Well, if it is, you can go and check it out there. I can't say that. Good news, Laura. I Whit- can't say that in the year 2020. Laura Whitmore and Ian Sterling have not only got married, they have now said that they're expecting a little baby. Love Island. They really are the biggest success from Love Island, aren't they? Yeah. Met on the island, married on, na- married now because of the island. But not the, the obvious way of meeting people on Love Island. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, because I know she obviously hosted this year, but he's hosted the VO part for a good few years. So did they actually meet on that show? Or, I don't know, did they meet through Caroline? Did they meet in MTV? I don't know how they, they met. They may have known each other beforehand, yeah. I don't so. know. But maybe when maybe they knew each other. I, my guess is they kind of knew each other because they're showbiz, both of them. And she would have bumped into him around town. You're so showbiz. Comedians and TV presenters, they, they do tend to bump into each other a lot. Yeah. True. And then, so, then she's on the island with him and he's going, hey, do you want to have a little cup of coffee after the... Do you want to couple up? After your piece to camera and I've finished my voiceover work, we could... Yeah, yeah. We could down there by the, by the sea and have a little glass or something. Can you believe it's been 13 years since the videotape or DVD, whatever it was, with Max Branning and Stacey was revealed on EastEnders? What was that? Years. Was that a DVD or a camera? They were talking or they filmed they were, talking they about wa- their affair or... They were watching a, a DVD or a camera... I watching, can't believe, Tanya. They yes. were watching some kind of family footage and then it clicked in. And then it clicked clip, in. Click. Oh, yeah, it's right. It's all right. It's well, all right. Well, this Christmas, Mick is going to consider having enough. So... With nice. No, having enough. Enough. Not having enough. He's had enough. What's he going to do? He's he, he feels that he's... He's hit the end of the road. Oh no! It's dark. It's not, oh it's, no! It's uh, he's got health problems. He's experiencing panic attacks. So they're keeping it, uh, you know, traditional, hard going, grand Christmas night in EastEnders. Christmas night, like turn off the telly, have a chat. What a year we've had. Do you really need to see Mick having that, that that kind of trouble? You don't have a chat. No, unless it does help you, and they have all the helplines at the end of it. Yes, but, but it's, it's still very dark and yeah. It's going to be tough to watch. Uh, that is Dish the Dirt for now. I'm very much looking forward to the chat with the uh, three wise men of the Grand Tour. Uh, Nobby's been chatting to them and I've heard little clips. It's going to be a cracker. And I'm not into cars as much as Nobby. So a guy asks, uh, we're getting ready, his name is Stephen and he's very professional and he's, he's asking Jeremy because, you know, he's wondering, uh, there's not as much filming involved these days. And I think he um, the Madagascar special was actually filmed quite a long time ago. I remember you mentioning it at the junket this time last year. So I was wondering, compared with the, the paired with Ghoul series that you used to do, do you feel underworked by the fact that you now only do one or two specials a year? Um, well, no, I mean, it should be two. No, uh, underwork. I, I write three newspaper columns a week. I've just finished a year-long farming uh, series. I've got a new programme I can't tell you about coming out. I do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire two series a week and I do the Grand Tours. So the one thing I don't feel is underworked. Whoa! And then there was just silence and a pause. <laughs> oh! <laughs> boom! More than after nine. Cheryl melts the hearts by sharing a rare video of uh, her little son Bear wishing a Merry Christmas to all her fans. Merry Christmas, you fluffy animals and a happy new year. Merry Christmas, Naomi Aki has been cast as Whitney Houston in the upcoming biopic. I want to dance with somebody who follows her career. 
and uh, man it's very good casting it really is here is Naomi performing her nativity rap on the Jonathan Ross show Angel and I go. We are the Silver Angels, as you can tell. The Nativity show may ring a little bell. If you look in the Bible, you will see a face of Jesus and Mary as happy as can be. But do not forget, we have our Christmas stream, non-stop Christmas tunes, no interruptions. All thanks to Top Security, protecting your home from everyone except Santa Claus. See topsecurity.ie. So, some people get paid for these surveys, right? Somebody yeah. get paid for this, right? What would you now? If you don't know this, I would be very surprised. Okay. What has topped for toast lovers? What is the the top topping for toast lovers? Uh, I'd imagine it's butter, Jim. <laughs> butter, well done. Butter is the top of to, for toast lovers. More than half of people love eating toast in bed. They don't care about the crumbs. It depends on on who it would be. Of course, of course. If somebody yeah, that yeah, you really yeah, love yeah. is like, ah, don't worry about the crumbs. If it's somebody you don't love, it's like, hey, hey. Get here's, a plate. Here's a marketing tip. I haven't worked uh, officially in marketing, but I've I've worked in 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 radio station. Mm. Uh, if you work for any sort of a company, if you want to really impress the boss, try and make up a little survey. Uh, like let's say you're a bread company. Yeah, yeah. Come up with a mad survey like that. That's so ridiculously stupid. People on Christmas week will use it. It's like throwing a frisbee to a dog. Yeah, oh, that's great frisbee. That's uh, great. That's great. You'll never guess what people's favourite thing to brush their teeth with is. Butter is the king of the spreads, but 29% of people like what else? Uh, what I, are the other three? I do like a bit of, I partial a bit of marmalade sometimes. Marmalade's not on the top three. Is it not? Peanut butter? No. Oh, it's probably some dope avocado. Avocado. Oh. Cream cheese. And marmite. I've never had that in my life. 50, you've never had it? No. Well, you know what we're doing tomorrow. Nobby tries marmite. Does it taste like scalded raisins or something, no? Scalded raisins? No, yeah. it's a no, it's new mammy flavor. What? Umami. I don't want a new mammy. No, not a new mammy. Umami. <laughs> okay. So you know, there's like all different in your in your mouth, your receptacles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you like mushrooms? Yeah, they're all right. Well, yeah. then you might like marmite. Okay. Yeah. Grand. Yeah. Umami. Umami. It's okay. like it's like it's one of the flavors. Umami. So you get sweet, sour. What's your name? Umami. And if you have them all in your dinner, your dinner's going to taste unbelievable. Beautiful. Anyway. Marmite is umami, and people like butter on toast. Remember we people were, like butter on when toast. You heard that it's the set. Get what, into work the today, or whatever it is. If you're on a Zoom, the first thing when you're doing that small talk when before the boss arrives. Do you know that I just heard on the radio there? Uh, apparently, most people like butter on their toast. Mm. Yeah, with yeah. avocado as a top second. Well done, marketing intern. The only problem is the two lads on the radio show that mentioned it. They didn't name the bread company. Sorry, I mentioned them. No, okay. they pay for that. So there's lots of action and... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Madness in the new episode of The Grand Tour, A Massive Hunt, which is out on Friday. And I asked James about, first of all, the, a scene involving water that looked very, very smelly. Was it really, really bad? Um, it smelled absolutely appalling um and it took i mean i did manage, i jumped in the sea a few times i jumped in the swimming pool obviously my apologies to the owners of that swimming pool and um well i got most of it off fairly quickly i got, I got covered in it again the next day obviously i got it off fairly quickly but you're never quite sure are you if it's all gone you know i didn't become ill or anything like that so i must have done a reasonably good job of scrubbing myself up i wouldn't recommend it though James, there's quite a, a recurring joke in, in the episode where there's a vital part of your car that Richard and Jeremy just keep leaving on the bonnet. Is it because you can do things like crack codes that they're jealous of you? Why do they always give you such a hard time? I think, yes, it's exactly that. They are just simply jealous. <laughs> and I did try, I was desperately trying to wire up the ignition switch so that it had a massive voltage in it so that next time they touch <laughs> But it was actually, they're quite cleverly designed those ignition switches for obvious reasons because they're a safety device and it's very difficult to get into them and, and tamper with them. So I, I failed at that. Yes, it's just ganging up really, but I'm, I don't mind. I, I see it as a sign of my strength. And is that the closest you've come to putting in some sort of booby trap to their tricks over the years? I mean, that sounds like it would have been a great idea. Oh, I mean, if I could have managed it, if I could have managed a high voltage jolt to that switch, it would have been absolute joy because you know they'd never have touched it again. But <laughs> had it once, yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever managed to booby trap anything. Not in, you know, I've stolen bits of their cars and rigged up a horn to Jeremy's, whatever. But no, I've never put a successful booby trap in. But since you mentioned it, I'm going to start working on it. Good, I'll keep watching. Thank you. <laughs> So Madagascar is the scene for a lot of it. What did you think about the place? Well, the main things we discovered was, I mean, on the coastal bit that we were on, it's, it's fabulously scenic. I mean, it is really one of the nicest looking places I've ever been to. And it's, uh, it's actually, it seems to be a very friendly, safe, nice, pleasant place. I mean, I could imagine going on holiday there. Take a decent car or just a decent pair of boots and be prepared to walk. It's probably the quickest way to get around, actually, is to walk. That's what most of the locals do doing watercolour paintings or photography, swimming. It's, it's a lovely place to visit. It's absolutely fabulous. It really is like, like Eden. It's amazing. The road in part of it is the worst roads that you guys have been on in all the filming of all the shows over the years. Is that true? Yes, it, actually, it is the worst road we've been on. It, it was the most difficult. Um, it's a clear winner. It's not the most dangerous. I mean, things like 
like the um, the what's it death row that we went to in South America, that's more dangerous because you can fall off the edge. And there's not so much danger of that in Madagascar. But in terms of actually trying to drive along it and get your car to the end, I mean, we, we honestly thought that near the beginning of it, we thought we're simply not going to be able to do this and we're going to have to think of something else. So it was very gratifying to get to the end. But yes, I've never, I've never driven on a road that difficult to simply negotiate. It's worse than the centre of Swindon. And that's got a lot of mini roundabouts in it. James, uh, I'm a big petrol head, so I have watched a lot of your other stuff, YouTube videos and stuff. I saw your recent enough review where you reviewed your Tesla Model S and you're talking about how it locks when you walk away and the little things, and it was a very honest review. So over the years, have you upset any car companies by being brutally honest? And what car was it, can you say? I don't know about upsetting car companies. What I do know is that when I did that that thing about the Tesla, and I think I am right about some of it, the auto present door handles. I mean, I now know you have to set passive entry on, but the fact is it allows you to select present door handles when you haven't got passive entry on. So it should work, or the logic says it should work. So it's wrong. I stand by that. But I don't know if it's annoyed Tesla, but it does annoy the Tesla community because they are very sensitive. People are either, you know, a lot of people are still anti-electric cars. They're very resistant to it. So as a result of that, they hate Tesla and Tesla is the enemy. But the people who like Tesla are defensive of it, even when it's obviously not perfect. And it isn't perfect. I mean, it's a great car. It's a really interesting thing to own. It's a great experiment to be taking part in. But, but it isn't perfect. And when you say that, the Tesla RT pretty much hang you out to dry. So I've never had that response ever before, even when I've said, oh, I don't like this car, or I think this car is ugly. People will say, no, well, no, I respect disagree i think you'll find blah 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 you know civilized discussion but with yeah. the tesla they're coming at you with pitchforks hammond mentioned that he also has a model x did you talk him into buying one or did he talk you into buying one uh well i have mine first i've actually had electric cars since 2014 i was a reasonably early adopter well not not including those people who bought them in about 1900 obviously in, in <laughs> um, yeah i don't i don't know i mean i did enthuse about it and maybe Maybe that pushed Hammond over the edge. I don't know, but he likes it. Um, Jeremy isn't going to buy an electric car. He's just too Edwardian. He's only just got his head around the idea of the petrol engine, I think. So. In all these specials and, and features, there's always something that goes wrong. Do the crew help you or is it is it three of you by yourselves, although they're they're there behind the cameras? Uh, they, they don't help us out of things like stuck cars because... That's that's not what they're there for. They're they're there to film our misery, and they won't be distracted from that for a moment. Because if they, you know, if they start trying to pull a car out, they have to put the camera down, and that's bad. Um, but we often get we get help from locals. Often, uh, Jeremy got some help from locals pulling his car out at one point, and they obviously the locals helped me winch mine up the tree. They helped us dig the football pitch and indeed fill it back in again. Um, so no, the crew, the crew are very dispassionate about it. I think, you know, if I was drowning, the crew would be worried about how to film it, not how to rescue me. And that's fair enough. I mean, that's what they're there for. So I don't know how many years we're into you guys doing the show on Amazon Prime. Do you ever feel like this won't go on forever or will it go on forever? Or you just want to chill out for a few years? Uh, I don't think I want to chill out. I, I am aware of aging. Um, and perhaps the need to grow up. Now I'm in the second half of my 50s. Um, but I think, I think we'll do it for a bit yet because, to, to be honest, people want us to and it, it would be a bit wrong of us to disappoint them. 
but eventually one of us is going to snap. Yes. Probably me. I'm quite fragile, really. The episode obviously builds up to a big thing at the end where you wonder, will they find the treasure? Will they not find the treasure? Will they be ending in the treasure? Uh, Richard, did you believe there could be something in it? Yes, I did all along. I'm, I'm a massive fan of all of that stuff. I know it's... Jeremy was very cynical about it and very mocking, but it's, 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 it's historical fact that a lot of these people did exist, as did their treasure. Um, these are things that are recorded as fact. So you never know. There was a chance, definitely. And I... I, I I wasn't pretending when I said I was really excited to be exploring all of that. I love that whole era. And I do. If, if it's a fancy dress party, whatever the theme, I have a pirate outfit and I go dress as a pirate. So I, I can be either a spoke pirate, a James Bond movie pirate, whatever the theme, I'm going as a pirate. And that's that. They're probably the nicest clothes I've got. Richard, this can't count as my question. This is a short answer uh, question. <laughs> do, you, do you crash? Crash? Yes. In this film? Yes. Well, define crash. I mean, there are a number of impacts. Well, when it's you, a definition of crash is quite different to it. It's not a tip. Okay, I didn't get a free ride in a helicopter this time. Okay, good. I didn't go home in an air ambulance and nobody had to cut my jeans off me. Good. Okay. My actual question, (laughs) my actual question is, there's a scene quite near the start of the film. There's a beautiful bridge in it. It's something that they've done to solve a problem. In this piece, Clarkson says, in the world. <laughs> How long do you think it takes for Clarkson to the nearest minute and second to say in the world? It can take up to 20 minutes when he really rings it out for a long one. Yeah. Okay. Um, just less. But it's just, it's, it's, it's just, he has to say, I think it's, it's, it's just a, a thing. It's, it's, it's specific to his species, whatever it is. It's six minutes, 36 seconds in case you're asked again. It's the film before he says it, is it? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Definitely. He was really, I was, I was got off his mark quickly for that one. <laughs> Why waste time? Why not just cut straight to that? I've got to ask you about cars in general. So will there be any EVs coming up on the next few episodes of the Grand Tour? Yeah, at some point, I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I'm enthusiastic for them. Um, and sort of as I thought would happen, inevitably, you know, we are the consumers of these things. And if we want interesting ones, then we'll buy them, which means people will make them because they can sell them. So yeah, I, I now drive a Tesla Model X. It's my daily car. Um, and it's awesome because it's really quick and it can dance, which makes my daughters laugh. So I love it a bit. So yeah, I, I, of course they will. I, I think <clears throat> the the day, and it's not that long ago, I mean, a few years ago, an electric vehicle was a genuine novelty. It was, ooh, well, let's see how it does against a, a, an internal combustion engine vehicle. But now it's not really a novelty, is it? You don't, when did you last turn your head to look at an electric vehicle going past just because it was electric. They're, they're part of the sort of carscape out there now. So yeah, of course they'll find their way in. Biggest challenge for you personally on this episode? Just the relentless nature of that road. The, you know, I'd effect a repair to the car and it was a getting those tracks back on is a brutal job. And then get the thing moving again and then there'd be that noise and I, I, I don't want to get out and see because I know what's happened. I can feel it. And, and yeah. And it's also a pretty rotten feeling when you know I've got six hours left to go and the others are already there and they've already opened a bottle of something nice and they might be, you know, sleeping in a tent or sitting somewhere pretty rough, but they've stopped moving and they can just sit there and chat and I'm going to be hours and hours. But that's part of the adventure. And also it's what gets me through that is thinking, well, people really like seeing us uncomfortable and I'm really uncomfortable right now. So people will like this bit. Uh, Richard, in the episode, you have a Focus RS. Perfect God, what a choice. Genius. Absolutely. If you have to have one of the other in the Richard Hammond garage, 
Golf four, Focus RS. You can only have one. Um, um, I have, I'm, I've, my problem is I tend to have, I, I love classic cars. I love, I don't know why. I like a car that, that exists in a context not that, that I'm in right now. Um, so, you know, I have, I have a Mustang, but it's 1967. It's, it's old. I love that. Focus RS is a sort of very near classic, isn't it? So I'm going to go Focus RS. So with climate change and COVID and everything, do you think mobility from vehicles will change over the next decade? Do you think, do you think that the, the lockdowns experienced in various countries throughout Europe and beyond are meaning a lot of us aren't commuting as we were and are discovered even if we don't work fully and only from home, sometimes we can. Uh, and I think that will change the nature of it entirely. And I wouldn't be surprised if ultimately commuting, well, it's boring, isn't it? You just got to get to there. So let's just do that in the cleanest, most efficient, cheapest way possible. And then when I want to be mobile in my own time, that's when I want to use something that's really exciting and interesting. That's when I'll break out, you know, my seven litre V8 Aston Martin or the Dodge Charger or whatever, that's my hobby car. And then when I'm commuting to work, I'm just going to do that in a clean, efficient manner. So I think it'll split. I think we exist more towards the hobbyist end of that, which is where I live. Is it true there was an encounter, a potential encounter with a shark? And we were sitting on the beach and we thought, oh, do you want to do a bit of snorkeling? And I went across to the little booth and the man was speaking French. And I thought, this is going really well. I was chatting away and telling him where I live and about my daughters and what I was there doing. I thought this is going really well. Went back to the lads with the snorkels and the flippers, gave them to them. We went snorkeling, got back. And that night we discovered that the previous day, a Brit had been killed and eaten by a shark on that beach where we were. And Jeremy did then point out, and as did James, Richard, this conversation when you were boasting about your French having improved, what was he saying? I don't know. He must have been saying, oh my God, don't go in the sea, it's full of sharks. Somebody was eaten yesterday. To which I was replying, yes, it is very nice. I live in the countryside and I have a pet dog. (laughs) It was, yeah, my French isn't good, it turns out. Does all the travelling involved in doing this type of work, does it ever take a toll when you're wrecked? Yes, I mean, they are tiring, they are draining, they're becoming more tiring as we're getting older. Uh, I think more than that, you you sort of need to decompress because however long we're away for, it's a totally selfish life in a way. Because, you know, even if, okay, you might be waking up at four in the morning in a tent to fall out and go and drive hours over this rough terrain and whatever and work. But it's, it's selfish and that's all you've got to do. It's totally single-minded, single-purpose. And then I go home, and yeah, it's my wife, my daughters, my dog, um, a whole life, and you've got to fit back in. So I, I try and slowly fit back into normal daily life. One of the reasons the shows work is the escapism they provide. And that only works, that only comes about, because it is quite an intense and unique atmosphere, unique world that, that, that is created within it. And so you have to sort of decompress to get your head out of that and back into the real world. So that takes a while. On, on that note, actually, Richard, uh, is is that hard to do? I, I remember hearing before Bono, who's from my hometown, when he comes home from World Tour, he has to stay in a hotel room for a few days or a week because his wife won't let him back in the house until he comes back to, to normal Bono. So there's a scene in the episode where yourself and Jane, or James is busy, I won't ruin it, and yourself and Clarkson are lying on, on the loungers and it looks like a very idyllic life and you two look at each other like as if it's a genuine friendship, but then you come home and the bins have to be put out and is it hard to, to shift back or is it just, that's life? 
It is, but it's not in the way that you think, because it's not that, you know, it isn't a life of luxury and ease when we're doing those jobs, because we are getting up and traveling and you've, you've got to deliver, you know, but we're there to make a show. But it is, as I said, an entirely self-centered life, because I wake up in the morning, wherever I am, <clears throat> however exhausted I am, all I've got to do is get myself out of bed and get to work and start making the show. And quite often that happens as soon as I leave the door, we're on with it. And that's all I've got to do all day. And that extends to everybody on the show, not just as hosts, but you know, if you're the lead camera operator or if you're a camera assistant, or if you're driving one of the support, whatever you're doing, that's all you're gonna have to do for that span of time. Then you get home and you've got to fit in with a broader world. If you're married and have a family, you've got to fit in with them. You've got to fit in with friends. Other people have routines and you suddenly realize, wait, there's other people with their needs and demands beyond what immediately is concerning me. And that, yeah, it takes a while. It does take a while. Jeremy, in this episode, I've, I've touched on it with James already, but uh, he says it really is the worst road in the world. Three. Call it a road is stretching it massively. It's a, a the riverbeds that are nothing like as rough as that. It's it's extraordinary that that it's actually marked on a map as a thing that you can drive a vehicle on. I mean, I'm not surprised the Madagascans threw the French out if that was France's idea of a road, because it just isn't. It's just they cut some trees down and said, there you are, there's a road. There just isn't one. So it was it was fabulous to, to watch it. And of course, the great thing is, because it's so terrible, you have to go slowly. And the slower you go in Madagascar, the more you see. And that's no hardship because, my God, that's a beautiful country. Jeremy, do you feel guilty when you film these shows and you sit in something like a Continental GT and you're spraying Autoglim car interior cleaner on it and covering in the muck? Do you ever feel, or is it just, it's work, wrecking a beautiful car worth hundreds of thousands of pounds? Well, I'd love to be, yes. It, had that been a new Bentley, it would be... £130,000, but it wasn't, so nothing like that. Um, it, I mean, a lot of work went into it, but um, no, I, and it wasn't wrecked because I drove it yesterday on my farm in Oxfordshire. So um, no, I don't have any guilt at all. I fell in love with that thing. And it was its armour plating stood up well to the punishment it got, which was considerable. Jeremy, James says there's no way you'll buy an electric car. I have to ask you yourself, though, what are your thoughts on them? Look, you know, people, yeah, electric cars are, are great if you don't mind the appalling child slavery used in the cobalt mines of the Democratic Republic, which you need to make your electric car work. Um, and they're also very expensive and completely impractical. And they have the personality of a vacuum cleaner. But if that's what you like, help yourself to an electric car. I've just ordered a new Bentley, so um, that's where I stand, with a V8. Both my colleagues have electric cars now, but I'm not. I'm carbon offsetting them. So the Grand Tour Massive Hunt, it has kind of a, like a desert island vibe about it. Out of the three of you, who would survive the longest on a desert island? Me, because I'm the fattest. So I'd have much, much more um, body to eat. I mean, not eat, literally eat, but I'd have all the fat I could live on for months and months and months before I started needing to eat, you know, vegetarian food. From all your years uh, reviewing cars, I've, I've often read and saw you write, you know, you'll arrive and open the front door and there's a car there. Has there ever been a car that you found out where it came from and had it sent back without even opening the door? No. No, I don't know because then I wouldn't know. No, I mean, it's a bit like if you're a film reviewer going to um, review a film and then seeing the adverts at the beginning and storming out to the cinema. 
No, I, no I'll always drive everything and, and then see what it's like. We've seen it so many times over the years where an envelope has passed you guys on camera with the challenge. When you open it, are genuinely have you no input and or knowledge of what that challenge is going to be? Normally none, because it's normally that I've come up with the ideas. But on this, this one isn't one of mine. It's not. Um, it, it was. It came from the office. I, mean, I don't even know who exactly in the office. But um, this was a get over to Madagascar and get cracking. So um, yeah, this one was more of a surprise than the other ones are. Um, when we always sort of, sort of know what we've got to do. We don't know what we're going to do on the way. Uh, we don't know what we're going to encounter. We don't know that there's a river around the corner or that there's a jungle or that there's a desert or that there's a swamp or quicksand or alligators or or huge sheer drops or all the other things that we've we've faced over the years. Um, but we sometimes know what the what the quest is. Um, but not on this occasion. It was um, it was mostly Richard Hammond remembering things from his youth that steered us. Richard tried to have a guess earlier on, but I asked him, how long does he think it took Jeremy Clarkson to say in the world in the episode? Oh, no, I should imagine it was... I did I did a joke one, I think, quite early on. Didn't I do it in about 90 seconds? Maybe I missed that one, because I, <laughs> I was going to say 6 minutes, 36 seconds. Oh, six minutes. I knew it was very early on, because I know I did a good, um, a good proper... I built up for that one. I'm glad you noticed it. OK. <laughs> here it comes, here it comes. Nicely delivered. Thank you. I touched on it with the guys earlier on. Um, what do you think of the big challenges in, in terms of cities and mobilities over the next few years and decades or so? Well, I, I can only tell you about London, which is getting rid of the mayor. It took me three hours to get to where I am um, now this morning because the mayor of London is an imbecile um, who... <laughs> he's just turned the whole damn city into a cycle lane. I mean, I don't mind... One or two cycle lanes where it's convenient, but he's put one in the Houston underpass. I mean, the man's a maniac. That must be stopped. At the end of this episode, things get a little bit explosive. Is that hard to do somewhere like Madagascar? In places like Madagascar, they, they see stuff like that as fun. They, they don't start running around going, what if a seagull had been frightened? You know, they've got better things to think about, frankly. And not that there were any locals there anyway. We were miles and miles away from anyone, I think. Jeremy, you've mentioned some of your other projects, such as the farm shop that you have, which looks very good on, on Twitter. Um, what is harder, working a farm or reviewing cars? Farm. Farming is uh, surprisingly hard work because everything is designed to get you, whether it's government legislation, government rules, the weather, everything is designed to make your life harder than it should be. Whereas when you work in television, you've got a whole team of people who are, are working with you to make what you want to do happen. Um, so television is an enjoyable experience. Farming is just an endless stream of disappointments and heartache. But I hope I hope the show's good though. I hope people enjoy the farming show. You keep telling me Lizzo's in trouble, but you won't tell me well, over she's what. Not in trouble. She's like so. Lizzo is a a larger lady, and mm-hmm. she celebrates it. She's proud of it. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, she's going through this thing. She's doing this detox. This ten day detox. And she's doing it all online. She's showing the, the benefits of what she's doing. Right. So she's having... Is it hashtag SP? I don't think so, no. She's, she's having smoothies and lots of water and like lemon in her water and more smoothies and all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. I don't care. And people are... Some people are giving out about it saying that, you know, she's... Shouldn't be allowed to lose weight. Yeah, well, this is the thing. People are saying, well, she's, she's allowed to sort of be healthier. This is the annoying thing. It's the same with Rebel Wilson. It's like as if they get creeps down from people because they're they're sending in a message that oh you should lose weight. 
it is it is better for your heart, your general health, yeah, to not be overweight. Well, it's not even she. She didn't say anything about weight. I don't think she's putting up her, her weight. She's just shown how she's looking and her skin and everything. She's vegan. I didn't know that. So and uh, so she's putting she's putting videos up of her. So I think it's it's done now. But she was detoxing for ten days. The, the main problem is people said that this detox thing she was doing was bad influence because it's not medically. Sound. So it might be that angle, okay. And like, she does have warnings, like you know, talk to your doctor before you do a detox. For I 10 detox days. my body, and I'm still fat. I love my body, and I'm still fat. I'm beautiful, and I'm still fat. These things are not mutually exclusive. To the people who look at me, please do not starve yourselves. I did not starve myself. I fed myself greens and water and fruit and protein and sunlight. You don't have to do that to be beautiful or healthy. That was my way. Yeah. It's it's, it's one of those things. She's damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's such a, a promoter of being happy in her in herself, that if she tries to change anything, people go, "Oh, what are you doing? You're supposed to be you're the overweight girl who's really happy." But you know, don't be losing weight on us. You know, some of her videos are just so funny. She's she's very funny. She's got nine point six million followers on Instagram, and you can see why. Right, so COVID's on the increase. Yeah, it's lashing up, isn't it? Well. I suppose when you pe- allow people to socialise and stuff, that's that's what's going to happen. They're meeting I, today. Mmm, Nefes. I do think... <laughs> Every time I hear it, I say, mmm, Nefes. I do think they... Uh, well, when they say we're meeting tomorrow, it means there's a warning coming. Well, yeah, but they're removing certain restrictions tomorrow. Maybe that's why they're meeting today. All right. The, uh, I have seen... A, ever since there's been any kind of mention of vaccines, I have seen a relaxation by some people. I've seen a lot of people not wear masks in shops. Uh... I saw a lot of that action yesterday. Interesting enough, uh, they released something yesterday that said there has been no cases from uh, socialising events such as restaurants, yes, and saw that. cafes and stuff like that. It's more family outbreaks. It's interesting how they find, like how do they know that? Statistics. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> is it literally they go through, okay, uh, no one got a phone call from the clipboard that you said y- your name when you went into a, a pub. Yeah, but the stats they're dealing with are when Generally, the pubs were closed, no? Because the pubs have only been open. A, no, they're a, talking about a wet pub weekend. No, they were talking about since since that it was okay. cafes, restaurants, and bars. Well, well done, cafes, restaurants, and bars. Exactly. Let's keep you open. Exactly. Let's but keep you open. You have to ask then why were they closed at all? You know why? I think just if you want to stay open, just if people wander in with no mask, don't be afraid to tell them to put a mask on. Because you know if you get caught with people with no masks in there, you will get restrictions again. Uh, Laura Whitmore's up to duff. Congratulations. Big news, she's Laura with more. Ah, that's very good. Presenter reveals she's pregnant. She got married, I think, last month. People caught with cannabis for personal use can now avoid a criminal rap if they admit the offence and accept a caution. Admit the offence, okay. Garda management announced that the offence is uh, one of four which have been uh, imp- approved for adult cautioning scheme. 104? One of so, one of <laughs> It's only from myself, Garda. No. Uh, it's also been extended to include trespass. Likely to cause fear. Oh, I don't like that. Say that again now. Somebody's trespassing and it's likely to cause fear. Oh, that's a good one, yeah, That's yeah. a warning as well. All right. So Casual trading and breaching a barrier at the at an, at an event, that's just a warning now. So, so trespassing causing fear, that was, you know, you could actually kind of do something for that, particularly if they did enough previous. Yeah. So that's now just a warning. Well, this is the ACS and it allows uh, primarily first-time offenders to avoid the harm of a criminal conviction. Right. So That sounds like then uh, causing trespass, uh, trespass causing fear. That's, that sounds like you have to go back to the old dig in the head. 
catching me back garden catching me house you're getting it yeah you'll have to Cause the guard, your guard a friend about that the guard's just gonna tell you don't do it again yeah so uh right um a man is being sued by so a guy was playing golf and they're in court at the moment this, this fella he hit the golf ball he thought it was going in the right direction he didn't think it was an errant ball and what do you shout when you see an errant ball four four but he didn't shout four. Oh. So it goes up and it wasn't going off course, but there was a fellow, a spectator up in the, where he couldn't see him yeah. and it hit him in the head. He didn't know he was there though. He didn't know he was there, yeah. So he's been he's brought probably, to court. For what's he been, he's been sued like? He's been sued, yeah. It's been adjourned now. He's so. probably just generally show for anyway. Yeah. yeah. What did you do with the ball? What did you what do did with the ball? What did you do with the ball? Tell us what you did with the ball. We can all go home. It's Robbie Alarm Clock and F104. Happy Thursday. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.